Good evening. Can you hear me? Okay. Thank you for coming. There was one request for our gathering to be conducted at the gravel pit. We, 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 yeah. It's either the heat here or the mosquitoes there. Um, we got a lot happening. It's nice having Brother David back. Uh, of course, great having all our guests here and. Nice having Brother Barry with us. We're going to hear from him both on the two trumpets from there and here tonight. So um, it's, it came to me the whole point again about a willingness in our hearts. Um, you know, and Jesus made a point because it was like that somebody took his life and he had to make it clear that n- nobody took it. He willingly laid it down. Mm-hmm. No man taketh it from me. And you have the similar thing here in uh, Exodus. It says, Take from among you an offering to the Lord, whoever is of a willing heart. Let him bring it, an offering unto the Lord of gold and silver and brass. And you can see, though, that's so much is on the Lord, you know, and so little is on us. However, that's something that, that is required of us, a willing heart to, uh, to, to offer. So let's, let's uh, open our hearts tonight and l- allow the, the spirit to work through us to touch needs. You have no idea the far-reaching uh, impact the work of the Holy Spirit can do when you and I apply ourselves and willingly offer to the Lord. So we have a lot of uh, going on. We got huge crew out fishing we understand the water is very high we want to believe the lord's presence to saturate them and keep his hand upon them we have obviously some significant health issues here that we're dealing with um kathy and mark have a very significant procedure uh the first of the week that they would like prayer about so um None of these are, are too difficult for the Lord, as we well know. So let's commit ourselves to him and look to you tonight for continued guidance, Lord, and let the freshness of your Holy Spirit uh, move freely through this house, Father, that we would not be bound by our traditions, Lord, and whatever is of our ways, Lord. We willingly offer our heart to you that you would have free course in Jesus' name. Amen.
which is simple. Never, never, never have I ever, ever, ever been so happy, happy, happy with my Lord. Never, never, never have I ever, ever, ever been so happy in my life before. He took away my sadness, and he filled my heart with gladness, and he gave me all that heaven can afford. Never, never, never have I ever, ever, ever been so happy, happy, happy with my Lord.
Greetings from Minnesota, um, Meadowlands. Recently moved up there, uh, November 2020, and I uh, also bring you greetings from Howard Greenfield. Yeah. So he's uh, he's doing well. He and Nova Timba, they're in uh, Pennsylvania, or no, actually they're in Jersey. So, um, but doing well. Um, boy, this is. This is totally different for me. Um, you know, I've been thinking about a few things, and um, what I was thinking about is, do I agree what God says about me? Do we agree with what God says about us? Because um, what the enemy tries to do to us through circumstances and situations is, um, you know, speak the lie. And um, so I have a choice to agree with God or the enemy. And this is not a mind over matter thing, positive thinking, nothing like that. It's who, who am I going to believe? And, um, you know, Roman, in Romans, turn with me to Romans 10. And. <clears throat> it says for uh, and first and chapter ten verse ten for with the heart man believeth unto righteousness and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. Um, amen. But there's a there's a caution that I um, came across, and, and you all know it well. It's in Proverbs, chapter 23, and starting uh, verse 7, um, talks about, for as he thinketh in his heart, so is he. Um Because how we think in our heart will definitely change our profession, what we say, what we believe, how I think in my heart. Because where are all the issues of life? From the heart. And so uh, in Proverbs 4, it says, keep your heart with all diligence. So I can find myself in a, uh, occasionally in a situation where if I'm struggling with something, it's usually a heart issue. Um, you know, and it says, for out of it are, the, are all the issues of life. So, what I confess really is, uh, it's, it's, basic, it's a basic principle um, to overcoming the enemy uh, by the word of our testimony. Uh, basically, we actually believe, we don't actually believe, we won't believe what we won't confess. If I don't confess it, how many times have we laid claim to my, we gave it a title, my pain, my this, my that. 
I, I hear I hear it from myself. I hear it from others. Um, and I just know that um, in the thought process, the practical, you know, the practicality of, of the experience, uh, and it, we're not going to have a whole lot more than we will profess. We, if we profess a negative, that's where we're going to go. You guys have been around a long time. You're sticking together. That's one of you know each other really well. But you can't. The other thing we have to be careful of as a people that have known each other for a long time is that we do not hold each other to something that happened in the past. They're that. They're we. You know. Because they might have let go of that, and we haven't let go of that concerning them. This is where I believe love comes in to the picture. Do we love the brethren? We say we love God. How can I love God if I don't love you? And that's an everyday happening here, especially when things don't go. And they always go perfect, right? Yeah. Um, and so, in my thought process, I was thinking, what is the day of salvation? Today. Oh, it's tomorrow. It's, it's off there. We put it off. When, is, when, when does he say the day of salvation is? There's a three-letter word. I've been hit, getting hit with little words, so that's good because of, you know the long ones I have to look up. Uh, but now is the day of salvation. You know, the other word is let this mind be you, be in you, that's in Christ Jesus. Um, there's so many scriptures, there's so many uh, verses that are used with a, with a simple word of let. You know, I think of the, um, uh, the song that Becky had, uh, Becky Ritchie. You know, let holiness rise up in power. When we gather, I think the enemy many times will um, play a number on us by reminding of us what we recently just did, and we have a hard time lifting our hands. You know, there's something about lifting your hands and praising him. It, it. Uh, I think it, it goes it goes right in the enemy's face to praise him. Um, so, 
And so the, today is a day of salvation. Now is the acceptable time. Uh, I'm not going to turn to scripture, but if I don't believe or confess now, I'll put it off. I won't lay hold of it. Um, if, if we believe that we have a new life in Christ, but never testify or act in agreement with what God says, um, we won't experience the, the delivering power that is fundamental to the life. That's, that's what we have to realize. If I'm not, if I'm not going to profess it, if I'm not going to confess, I'm, I'm not going to experience the fundamental power that is a, just a part of it. Um, consequently, salvation. I'm not talking about born again experience. I'm talking about full salvation, coming into the full. You know, we're, we're talking about coming into the fullness of what God has for us. It will be. It will be an elusive concept if I don't confess it. The tense, you know, the, the tense is very in, in important um, because believing we have received what we ask for puts puts a whole different attitude to what. Uh, my petitions were, or what, or what I'm going through. Um, you know, there's a lot of things that we go through, and all these circumstances and situations that we find ourselves in, the testing, the loving one another. Um, this is a... Through, the, through our relationship with the Lord and one another, it's establishing a foundation in you and me. Um, all along, all the, all the things that, he's, that, that we go through, all the things that we're brought to face and, and, and deal with, um, is there uh, to establish um, a plumb line. And that plumb line is Christ. Uh, you know, he, he says in Amos, I'm, I'm, I put a plumb line in the midst of my people. Christ. Um, you know, in recent weeks I've been thinking about Joshua and Caleb. And I was thinking about their, uh, Caleb's profession. We are well able when all the negative reporting came. Yeah. Uh, and, and you can read about it in Numbers 33, but, you know, they, let's, just, let's just touch a couple of those things there. Numbers uh, 33. Um, because it, it could sound like us. You know, well, this is not working, and this is not happening, and they didn't do this, and and this is, you know, uh, but they were, they, you know, we, you know, you know the story well, and um, uh, 
me see here. Ended up in the wrong spot here. Let me see. Oh. Run that by. Let's, let's try number 13. That might work a little better. I want to go to 33, but not right now. Um, okay, numbers 13 and um, verse 30. If they were they were acknowledging, yes, it does flow with milk and honey, and this is the fruit of it. Nevertheless, the people are strong and that dwell in the land, and the cities are walled, very great. And moreover, we saw the children of the Anak there, and the Amalekites dwell in the land of the south, and the Hittites and the Jebusites and the Amorites dwell in the mountains, and the Canaanites dwell by the sea and by the coast of Jordan. And Caleb spilled the people before Moses and said, let us go up at once and possess it, for we are well able to overcome it. But the men that went with them, we're not able to go up against the people, for they are stronger than we. And they brought up an evil report. So I... I read these stories in the Word, and I, you know, it, it's like out there. But what I try to do is bring it into moi, because it doesn't do me any good out there. And when difficulties are happening around us, it starts with the heart, an attitude. Unthankful, not grateful. I, I appreciate the other day the, when that um, no, was actually this morning when you were in prayer, praying for the ones that had to go out and work to bring in the funds to keep this place going. Now we know that, which doesn't allow the flow of water from beneath and below. Blocks roots. It it just you don't get the crop that you thought you were going to get. Oh, it looks good in the beginning. You know you get this nice crop, but you know a a couple years down the road, what happened? I was thinking. Okay, in my life, what am I not mixing with that word? Got to make something with it, don't we? We have to allow, let, let the word have its effectual work in us. Um, so, what the plow pan does by not letting it block, by blocking the uh, water and the roots and causes, it causes stress in the plants. So I'm thinking, okay, I'm, I'm causing my own stress by not receiving or not allowing the word or not mixing it with faith or not allowing it to effectually work in me. Um, and we know that we're all plantings 
of the Lord, okay? It's just... So... Um, and we're looking for plants to grow up. We're looking for growth. We're looking for fruit. And without being in Christ and allowing the life to be the, the reality of it, I'll block it. Yeah. And I won't receive. I'll find, I'll, why, why, why don't I have the capacity to endure I went through a time of stress a couple years ago. I mean, it was a significant time because some things happened to me medically. Got through that, but um, I said, "Lord, but why did I have the stress?" I can't look at you guys because there's. Why did I have the stress? The, the main reason I had the stress because I did not trust God in the situation that I was in. I did, I, I'm one of these guys that, you know, I can sleep anytime, anywhere, even, you know, while drinking coffee, I can fall asleep. Uh, on an airplane, it's wheels up, eyes closed. You know, if I fly through the night going home from here, I would get six and a half, seven hours sleep, guaranteed. No, no problem. I didn't sleep for. T- I did not. I did not sleep. I could not shut my brain down for two weeks. It. It almost killed me. So one day I said, "What is going on? Like, wake up, Margraf." I realized I wasn't trusting God. I said, well, I'm nothing of that. I'm not, you know. So from that moment, I, I said, Lord, forgive me for not trusting you in this situation. I, I know you're well able, and I'm not, because I can't see past my nose. Lord, thank you. It was, I went to sleep that night. First night, first time in, in two weeks. And and then the whole situation within the next two weeks resolved itself. It was it was my trying to get up to Minnesota and all the things that took place with selling a building and all all you know the details don't matter. It's uh, the principle of the thing. And uh, so when you find yourself in a situation, you know. You're all pilots, right? Eagle Saints. <laughs> you got to go through a checklist. Lord, you know, Lord, am I giving thanks? What's wrong here? Lord, am I trusting you? In the, with my kids, with my spouse, with my job, with you name it. Doesn't have to be a big thing. This has to be. One of, where aren't I trusting you? Because I'll find if I trust him, my heart has a different attitude, and that is the deadly part. If I don't, if my heart, because out of it are the issues of life.
So um, that's what the Lord has been speaking to me for the last couple weeks, and uh, um, I'll probably, I'm probably still in the midst of it to a point. Uh, but um, realizing that all that he's given us, I have, I have no reason to complain about anything. Especially when I see some people that don't know the Lord. And I've got to tell you, life hits everybody. doesn't matter. Life hits you. And in him, it's... Um, We gain, we gain capacity to endure. We have the capacity to love. One last thing. I had somebody that was, uh, they were a victim. And They were a Christian, but they were victim. It doesn't matter what it was, it's just the fact that they were victim. So now I'm going to say something, and you guys can correct me. But I was thinking about that, and any one of us can be a victim at any given time. If we do not realize what we have in him and the love of God. If I know the love of God, I'm not a victim. Because it's going to permeate my being. So, I'm I said, well, that works for me. <laughs> and um, because there's a lot of people that they're victimized by, we can be victimized by our own. You know, life has a tendency to be a little chaotic. No, not here, but other places anyway. It's, it's like that. Uh, and in the chaos, uh, there's frustration and everything else. And we can we can we can feel a little victimized uh, because just things didn't go the way they normally go or or what I had planned with me it's usually what I had planned and uh, for God I trust you and and I know He loves me the love of God I mean He gave His Son. He gave the ultimate sacrifice. So, the love of God.
Thank you, Barry. I've always found, uh, been around Barry, you know, periodically through the years, and um, always appreciated. He he does walk in the thing of um, his confession. He's always upbeat, regardless of, and uh, went through quite a. You all know this, but he went through quite a dealing with his. Obviously, with his wife, and to watch that, but I, I never found him. I know we we're all ready to plug everybody into, you know. Well, let's be realistic about this, you know. So I'm sure Barry had difficulties like the rest of us, but he always was upbeat through that process. He always was looking and had this uh, way about him, which I very much appreciate. Um, I think probably the best thing that, well, one of the best things that's said in the Bible about any human was what God said about Abraham. Uh, He was called the friend of God forever, which that is a, that's a, a, uh, an amazing thing when you think about it. Uh, to be a friend of God. You and I have been born from above. We've been born again. God has saved us from that death in Adam. And, um, and yet, that was, God's intention was um, to have a love relationship with us Every single one of us. We were born from above for that very purpose. And if you look in Abraham's life, what you see is a process of growth of a love relationship. And um, you look at all the way through how he started right at the beginning where he told him to leave, you know, whatever he told him to leave. And a lot of you have experienced that. Uh, how, do you, how else did you get up here? Yeah. You know, uh, how I, I, you know, I always, you go to different places and you wonder how yeah. did they find this? How, who found this place, right? How did you find this, right? And how did you get people to come here once you found it? And I don't, I, you know, like you just wonder. I, of course, when I went to Scotland, uh, I stood up and said, "How did you guys rate to get this place?" <laughs> You know, looking down, green fields, rolling hills on the coast, the Atlantic coast, you know. Um, nonetheless, you look at Abraham's life and there's a, there's a growth. And what you see is a growth of a love relationship. Um, and that's really the process that every single one of us is in. A growth of a love relationship. And, and that growth comes because God puts you in a situation where you realize you don't have enough love. And you don't have enough trust uh, for this too, for this. And we all have those things which just stretch. Paul, and I, I should encourage you, Paul had them, right? He said, we're pressed out of measure, above strength, so that we despaired of life. That's the Apostle Paul. That's the guy that wrote 40% of the New Testament. I, that makes me feel better. 
um, you know, but we're pressed because God's intention, it's not to hurt, it's not to, he doesn't afflict willingly. He wants this to be a genuine love relationship that grows to the point where he can call you in the same way that he called Abraham, a friend of God. We are friends. <laughs> you know, I joke about having coffee with Clint Eastwood. Um, when Hannah and I had gone to California, and he was right outside of Starbucks. And I was sitting in my car, probably from me to Tom Porter, and we drank coffee at the same time. So I tell people <laughs> that I had coffee with Clint Eastwood. Now, some of you would have gone and asked, talked to him probably, but I couldn't come up with a good reason why he would want to talk to me, and I don't even know what I'd want to talk to him about, you know. Um, but nonetheless, that's not the kind of friendship that God wants. And, when, you know, that's not what he's talking about. He's talking about a love relationship. And for those of you that have been married for any length of time, um, you know, I mean, they nobody got married yesterday, so most people have been married for a length of time here in this room. But you find that, it, you know, there's a growth of love. It's a different kind of thing, you know. And you, you love when people come to Christ, and there's an excitement, there's a joy. It just, it, it's got to get roots, right? It's got to grow. It, that, that relationship expands and grows. And, and you and I never anticipated to the degree that God wanted the depth of the relationship that we've been called into to, 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 to be friends of God. We never realized what that meant. We, we were happy to escape the fires of hell and... You know, I mean, that was pretty much how it was presented. I mean, well, I mean, okay, well, I'm logical. Yeah, that sounds like a good good plan. I, obviously, I believe the Spirit moves on people's hearts and draws them and all that. I'm not belittling any of that. But it just was the the in, in interest of God was to have a family and a love relationship. And for those of you who've been married, the love has changed, right? It's, it doesn't need everything it used to need, but the depth of it. And it holds. And uh, so that's why you see at the end of Abraham's life, he's able to, without any, a lot of explanation in the Bible, except that he was a father of faith, that's how, how he was able to carry Isaac up the mountain. Not because he was some super spiritual, lived in the heavenlies, but because he, he grew in this friendship and he knew he could trust his heavenly father. And that's where he's taking us so that there's a full-on surrender in our hearts. Lord, there's no place left in me that I don't trust that I'm not engaged in this love relationship. So God help us. You know, the thing is, with, and Barry talked about this, the, the, we really get worked. The enemy works us just to back off from that relationship. And you can read that, you know, in Hebrews 3, um, an evil heart of unbelief in departing from the living God. And, you know, that's why it says, isn't it wonderful that God gives us examples in the Bible like King David, the greatest king, um, you know, the most prominent king in the Bible, um, uh, committed murder and adultery, and God forgave his sin. That's a, that's a pretty good example to put in there. And because uh, we have our value system. And God doesn't have our value system. He's still saying. So, don't back off from this relationship. 
Hebrews 4, it says, you know, seeing we have such a great high priest, you know, come boldly to the throne of grace to find help in time of need. When is that? Well, I'm finding it, like, more frequent. Seems as though life is my time of need. So God help us not to back off from, Lord, here I am again. Aren't you glad it's a throne of grace? I know this judgment, but it's a throne of grace. (laughs) Of course there's judgment, of course there's revealing, of course there's exposure, you know, but it's a throne of grace. And we find mercy, so God help us not to back off.